Hello, ako si Jadas Gavilan. Kayo'y nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang plano ng gobyerno tungkol sa coronavirus vaccine para sa Pilipinas. Kailan ba ito unang i-rollout? Sino-sino ang maaaring maunang makatanggap? Saan kukuha ng funding ang Duterte government? Kasama ko ngayon si Sofia Tomacruz, Rappler reporter who covers the coronavirus response para bigyan tayo ng updates tungkol dito. Hi Sofia, thank you for joining me today. Hi Judas, thank you for having me here again. So before we dive into the vaccines, can you give us siguro a brief description of situation natin now? Mm-hmm. During the last week of October, papasok ka tayo sa November, last two months of the year. At least seven months into the pandemic na. Asa na ba tayo? Where are we now? Right. So it's been a long time na, Jadez. We've been into this pandemic for over half a year. And well, where we are at right now, the country, is we're definitely doing better compared to how we were doing in July and August when we experienced the surge in cases and we had that two-week return of modified enhanced community quarantine. So... Um, compared to then, we've been recording less cases, that's true, but the important thing is we still need to see a downward trend, that downward trend sustained. And for me, what I'm looking out for is what the holiday season is going to be like. Because we've developed na holiday season in the Philippines, although it will for sure be different this year. It's one of the busiest times of the year where people really go out, you know, traffic is re- always bad. And while we know that won't be exactly how things will play out this year, I think it would be important to see how the holidays go to see whether or not cases will rise again after. So, parang crucial tong two, two months na to, no? Sa if it will be able to sustain. So, parang hmm. with that, I wanted to ask also, Ano na ba yung situation sa global siguro ng vaccines? Kasi uh, we know na parang may mga maraming dinedevelop, di ba? Parang sabay-sabay silang dinedevelop sa iba't ibang bansa. Saan bansa ba to usually? Anong companies na nakikita mo promising yung development nila ng vaccine? Mm-mm. Right. There are over 100 vaccines that are being developed right now. Some are still in the preclinical uh, stages where they're still testing in laboratories and in animals. And then we also have the more advanced ones, like you mentioned. The ones that are really forerunners in the development of vaccines are Sinovac and Sinopharm being developed in China. And then we also have Pfizer, Moderna being developed in the US. And of course, AstraZeneca being developed in the UK in collaboration with the University of Oxford. That one in particular, we saw latest news now that it actually had prompted immune response in both older and younger recipients. So yun talaga yung mga pinaka-promising vaccines so far. Um, and a lot of people are really watching those few ones closely. So parang you mentioned nga na those are the promising. Ano ba yung key signs na dapat makita sa development ng vaccine para masabi na significant yung progress nito? Ano ba yung ways to determine this? Meron bang parang stages? Right. So, yung mga vaccines na na-mention ko, yung Sinopharm, Sinovac, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, those are uh, vaccines that are in the phase three of clinical trials. And so, um, well, one, 
that's like one that's one way you know that that the progress has been promising so far uh because it takes a lot to even reach phase three clinical trials you know especially in the search for a vaccine during the pandemic we have learned a lot that the development process for vaccines has been condensed greatly right so if you were to think about it like a normal a vaccine for any other disease for you to even reach phase three clinical trials would take years but now it's much more condensed and we see a lot of companies already um, in phase three clinical trials in just a matter of months and phase three clinical trials are significant because this is really the point where you test to see the safety and efficacy of a vaccine and it's only a phase three clinical trial that will tell you that no because well you're testing on enough people already and at the same time you're also get to you get to see any adverse reactions and adverse effects and at the same time it's only a phase three trial that will really establish whether or not you can if it will be safe and effective for widespread use because you have to remember right that uh, vaccines are subjected to a higher level of safety and efficacy trials only because it's also being given to millions and even billions of healthy people. So that's one way that we know that um, things are working so far. And I would say aside from phase three, fa- reaching phase three clinical trials, um, when you're in those trials themselves, means um, and may not news about um, certain trials being stopped hmm. for uh, adverse events that they find um, among volunteers and participants. While it can be alarming at first, a lot of experts actually say that or they view it as a sign that um, the system is actually working and that studies are making progress. Because, um, right, I think one thing that people are really I think that I think talking about that is also important in the context of um, people who are worried getting vaccines. Because um, when you stop a child, that means you know you're investigating a certain adverse event, and for you to have even found that adverse event in the thousands and thousands of people who are part of trials means that one, your monitoring systems are good. People are actually really keeping tabs on the participants who are part of these phase three clinical trials. And um, for, for as a person, as just a normal person no, who would like to receive an effective vaccine once it becomes available, that gives you a certain level of security and comfort na um, totoong effective and safe yung mga vaccines na dinidevelop nila. Uh-oh. So, Parang from what I'm seeing, parang uh, while these countries, these companies outside are developing these vaccines, parang tayo ay abangers, di ba? Bakit hindi natin kaya mag-develop ng sarili natin vaccine? Uh, ano ba yung kulang sa Pilipinas? Ano ba yung wala tayo? Wala kulang ba tayo sa development, sa research development, or what? Right. Um, yeah, so di ba compared to other countries, yung strategy namin so far is to really just um, try and get these vaccines from other from people who are developing it and it's true even our even the department of science and technology secretary uh, de la peña admitted that we don't have the capacity to produce our own um that's not to say that you know there aren't 
we don't have the minds to produce a vaccine. We all know that there's no dearth to the expertise and scientists who have the capability and, and, and expertise to produce an effective vaccine. But what we really lack is the infrastructure and the investment in research and development. We know that it takes years and years and years to really invest a proportionate amount of, you know, well, one, facilities, two, mm. educational exchanges and everything that really allow for research and development of, of products like vaccines to really be able to um, flourish. And one reason why we don't have the capability to produce vaccines is because we haven't made the investments to really engage in that kind of research and development on our own huh. in the Philippines. So, so actually, now that you bring that up, then, um, we actually used to be able to produce one vaccine here before, the BCG vaccine, which is for tuberculosis. Pero that was a long time ago. And I remember some doctors talking about how um, one some of the issues that uh, we encountered in really trying to sustain that is it really goes back to... Um, how much we're willing to invest in the infrastructure that you need. It's mm-hmm. very advanced and very um, uh, strict, right? The standards, especially when you're talking about producing medicines and vaccines. So even if we actually had uh, experience in producing a certain type of vaccine, what's what happened over the years is that, you know, we didn't invest enough money to keep up with good uh, clinical standards in terms of uh, producing the vaccines because even in production um, lang mismo, there are so many certain standards that you need to meet just yeah. to make sure that the vaccine is you know, it actually is the vaccine that you need to produce for it to be effective. So we weren't able to keep up either with standards when it came to uh, production and then you know, combine that with uh, just a lack of investment in, in research and development. So since hindi natin kaya mag-develop and nag-aabang lang tayo ng vaccines na ginagawa ng ibang bansa, ibang mga countries, uh, paano mapupunta yung Pilip- sa Pilipinas yung vaccines na dinevelop ng ibang bansa? Ano ba yung steps na kailangan gawin ng officials sa Philippines? Meron ba tayong plano na in place? Mm-hmm. Right. So what we are actually doing right now is we're talking to companies who are producing these vaccines to either conduct phase three clinical trials here in the country or, you know, just to start discussions on possible purchase of vaccines once they become ready for use. When it comes to having clinical trials in the Philippines, the vaccine expert panel that was formed specifically for uh, the pandemic said that this is a short-term strategy that would help us acquire vaccines uh, once they become available because, um, you know, having trials take place here in a way also guarantees that you will have some supply mm-hmm. because that would be part of the negotiations and agreements that you would talk about. Aside from talking to vaccine development companies to conduct trials here, we're also talking to them about possible purchase. So we have our diplomats abroad talking to companies like Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca to have uh, their officials, for example, talk to our uh, DOH and DOSD officials so that, you know, they can talk, they can really start studying child data. And that helps speed things up when it gets to the Philippines. Now, um, it's important to note then, though, that no matter 
what vaccine enters the Philippines. I mean, even if it's been approved, let's say, in China or the States, it still has to be approved here in the Philippines. So, kahit may preference, let's say, yung government right now for a certain vaccine, anything, any, any sort of drug, any sort of vaccine will still have to really go through the FDA process here, which is to submit all the data they have for our regulators to study it, consult with other regulatory agencies abroad, and then, you know, make a recommendation to either approve the application or, or reject it. Mm-hmm. So, if on track lahat niyang mention mo na stages, when can we expect the earliest rollout of these vaccines? Kasi, you know, yan yung, yung important question na nasa isip na lahat ng tao eh. So, ano yung timeline na yun nakikita mo? Well, yung pinaka-optimistic na timeline is really first quarter of 2021. So, people are hoping either then or maybe sometime in April 2021. Um, and then if we're, I guess, a little bit conservative, but still on the optimistic side would be first half of the year. But um, scientists are really optimistic that we'll have at least one vaccine that's ready for use by 2021. And what could derail itong optimistic timeline na to? Ano yung worst case scenario na nakikita mo <laughs> for the rollout? Well, two things come to mind. No? So there are two things that I see. First is that the one is something that's actually not in our control, no? which is um, a vaccine will finish phase three clinical trials, but will be uh, scientists will find that it's not actually safe and effective to use on, on a wide, um, on a large group of people. Because even if it's a huge milestone for you, for any candidate or potential vaccine to have reached phase three clinical trials, it's still no guarantee that it would actually work. Because um, it could be that it elicits an adverse reaction, a severe reaction um, in too many people, or, or it really depends on what the what the trial data will show you afterwards. So that's one thing that is completely out of our control, no? Um, and the other thing that could happen that could derail any deployment of an effective vaccine, I think, is if we're not ready, if um, on the Philippine side, we're actually not ready to receive vaccines. And, it, and that includes um, both the procurement, process needed, the storage facilities needed to accept the vaccine and, and have it here once it's ready. Because some of these vaccines, they're very, very specific in the conditions that they need to be stored in. For example, uh, Moderna and Pfizer, if I'm not mistaken, have a very, very low uh, temperature requirements. So they need to be stored in very cold temperatures. Some not as cold and you know if we aren't ready to receive them then then how will they even be administered to people afterwards and of course aside from being ready plans wise if we actually don't have enough funds to you know uh make the necessary preparations because as we have learned i mean this early right now at this point in time uh wala pa nga yung vaccine tapos Sinabi ng DOH na kulang na tayo ng 10 billion of the 12 billion needed to just vaccinate a priority population of around 20 million Filipinos. So that's not even your entire population. Oh. But already just for your priority group, you don't even have enough funds. And that's considering the fact that 
all we're waiting for, right, according to um, some officials, is a vaccine. And I think that's one thing that can really derail a good rollout and a timely rollout of vaccines. So since your first reason mo is out of our control, because that's on the side of the developers, your second is the government's uh, control. How can the government prevent this from happening? Ano yung parang priority dapat nila in terms of the vaccine kasi iba pa yung response sa containing the virus, di ba? So ano yung dapat policies or programs that they should roll out to ensure that pag dumating na yung vaccine, pag ready na, parang kaya na nating i-receive ito, kaya nating i-roll out, kaya na nating i-gawin yung, yung mga trials dito? Mm-hmm. Well, for one, no, we really have to make sure that the budget is there because right now we're just, you know, when we ask, for example, the DOH, uh, how are you preparing and every, uh, how are you preparing for the storage? Do we have enough cold storage facilities? Um, you know, they're talking to people, they're talking to other government agencies to see if they can borrow some of their facilities. They're talking to um, private sector to see if they can also uh, bring in more of their facilities so that uh, we're ready to store vaccines once they arrive. They're talking to officials, but um, from other countries, I mean, who are developing these vaccines. But um, when you talk about money, right, which is what you need to actually make sure that we acquire supplies and doses of, of the vaccine. Right now, it seems like we're just relying on the good faith of lawmakers to ensure that there are funds and of course while while we know that some funds will be added to the 2.5 billion that's currently allotted um will what they end up allotting actually be enough to vaccinate the needed amount of of people for you to be safe from the virus because we're just going to keep facing the virus right and we already see at least from the 2021 proposed budget and the priorities nila, and a lot of People, a lot of questions were raised when we saw the vaccine budget wasn't even enough to cover the priority 20 million Filipinos who would be first to receive the vaccine if ever. And to add to that, I mean, we're looking at the COVID-19 vaccine right now, right? But at the same time, I think it's also, if one thing has become apparent during this whole pandemic is that I mean, having a plan is everything and being prepared is everything. And that can literally spell life or death. No? So when it comes to having a vaccine also, um, you know, you're making these preparations right now for a COVID-19 vaccine. But then it would be, I think the government could prevent, let's say, similar um, incidents from they can prevent being unprepared in the future for, let's say, an outbreak. It doesn't even have to be a pandemic, but an outbreak if you have, if you're able to properly ensure that the needed facilities to accept vaccines, for example, or medicines, or even just having made prop, um, enough investments in our healthcare system are there because I mean, the budget that's if there's one thing we learned so far, let's say over, you mentioned over six months, nearly seven months into the pandemic, it's that it really pays to be prepared uh, to have made investments in our hospitals, in our barangay health stations, in our 
public hospitals and in our in our um, whole health system, you know, to to really be able to contend with any virus. Uh-uh. Now we know yung possible timeline, yung mga process na dadaanan niya, yung mga kailangan gawin ng government to make sure na handa siya. We hope na sana masunod ito, ano? kasi importante yung vaccines nga, di ba? So before mm-hmm. we go into further details, let's listen to this podcast overviews. May a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, oh, about, on parenthood. It's like a purely person-to-person basis. Oh, oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to News Break Beyond the Stories. I am Jodesca Villan, and we're here with Sofia Tomacruz. We're talking about the coronavirus vaccine and kung paano ba ito mapupunta sa Pilipinas. So, Sofia, before we go pa into the details, pa, can you tell me or remind me muna, ano ba yung plan of distribution sa Filipino population? Sino yung mga unang makatanggap? And... Will it, will it cost individual Filipinos anything? Magabayad ba yung tayo, kunyari, for example? Well, right now, we don't have, um, let's say, down to the very detail if whether or not every Filipino will have to pay for, for a vaccine, for example. But um, if we go by what officials have said, priority populations would include indigent Filipinas and healthcare workers kasi sila yung pinaka-vulnerable ngayon sa COVID-19. And so, at least coming from health officials, those are the target priority populations that have been identified. But of course, I mean, President Duterte has also mentioned that he wants to, uh, he wants every Filipino to be vaccinated for free. Uh, right now, where things stand, we know that's not likely, that's not possible for now. And so, um, plans are at least. Uh, initial short near future preparations are being done for that priority population. So for ba, ano yung mga companies or countries that the Philippines plans to procure the vaccines from? Meron na ba silang parang fina-float na numbers kung magkano yung nila i-offer? Um, well, right now, we're in talks with Sinovac for to conduct phase 3 clinical trials here. We've also been in touch with Sinopharm and Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and of course also um, Gamaleya of Russia, who uh, developed the Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccine. So those are the potential vaccines that we are interested in, and at least those are the ones that have been um, disclosed to media and the public. Although there, there's really um, a whole other roster of vaccines that are being studied by our vaccine expert panel. They're not leaving any possibly effective vaccine out of their consideration. Okay. So parang I remember Duterte has been yapping about how he will fund yung uh, vaccine. That, diba dati sabi niya walang pera, then sabi niya magkakaroon ng pera. So ano ba yung stand down Duterte admin? Uh, saan nila balak kumuha ng pera? And parang, would you tell me, like, I know you mentioned this before sa usual question, but 
sa plans ba ngayon ng government yung may at least yung mga may budget na nahalaan kasama na ba dito yung vaccines or hindi pa o sa ngayon sa proposed 2021 budget the amount that has been allocated for vaccines is just 2.5 billion so flinag na yun ng mga long makers na um 2.5 billion will barely cover the priority populations um to be vaccinated first that's only going to cover around 3.5 million Filipinos. And, um, you know, right now, the, the answer that is given by both the DOH and the palace is that it will be funded. Parang, uh, lawmaker, well, one DOH will say lawmakers have assured us that there, there, there are funds. And at the same time, palace will say, of course, there are going to be funds if it's for the vaccine. But then until it's actually there, the, you don't know one how much it's going how much they're actually going to allocate and if it's going to be enough and also where they will source the funds so those are like unanswered questions but until now mm-hmm. no 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 clear details yet where the funds will come from and how much will actually be given all right so parang inge, next question ko parang antagal ko nang parang mabagabag sa akin yung question na to. Kasi it seems that the government line is to wait for the vaccine, di ba? Ilang beses sinabi ni Duterte na nagpa-promise siya na parang, oh, by December may vaccine na. Sandali lang, maghintay lang kayo, mag-vaccine na tayo. But we're seeing other countries, especially sa Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Taiwan, for example, yung mga neighbors natin, na ang ayos na nakain ng sitwasyon and na-contain ng virus, even without a vaccine. Ano ba yung ginawa nila na hindi natin ginawa? Saan ba tayo nagkulang? Okay, well, one thing that's really been difficult for us to do is, is stem community transmission. And I think that's one thing that has brought us to where we are right now compared to other Southeast Asian countries who some are even only registering single-digit um, cases, right? Like, that's so unimaginable to us right now. But it's really because they've been able to cut community transmission. Here, we haven't been able to do that. And the response we've seen so far is to... Of course, reinforce in in people to always follow minimum public health standards. That's that's wearing your face mask, face shield, and everything. But like you mentioned a while ago, it seems like the plan right now is just to wait for a vaccine. But I think one thing that um, a lot of experts, doctors, including World Health Organization officials, have always reiterated time and time again is that you shouldn't just wait for a vaccine. You there are things that you can do right now. It goes back to you know being able to test, trace, and and treat people effectively. And it will really just be a combination of that all the time. It's not true that there's nothing that we can do right now, but wait, there's plenty to do, plenty to improve on, and to act on mm-hmm. while waiting for a vaccine. And I just want to add in, um, at the same time, that's talking about COVID-19 right now, right? But then... Uh, just indulge me because I can't help but look at, let's say, any other potential outbreak in the future or mm-hmm. let's say another pandemic. Because that's what the experts say, that this won't be the last pandemic. And I can't even think about the next pandemic yet. But then, um, you know, without trying to get over this one. But at the same time, um, I think it's important to really just future-proof like make our make our plans as early as now to learn from all our mistakes um in our response now for for the future health crisis that we may face and when you 
because we're talking about vaccines right now that also um, means you know making the necessary investments ngayon pa lang to to really come up with the facilities that's safe to produce our own vaccine and really just make investments in the medium term to uh, produce a vaccine with everything from let's say uh, the actual like developing the vaccine itself to manufacturing it. Because mm. it's like it's so sad that we don't have to learn what's going on in 2020. Yes. <laughs> so, so the next question is, because I've been monitoring the uh, news, like, I don't know if vaccine diplomacy. Magkakaroon ba mm-hmm. ng epekto sa foreign policy ng Pilipinas yung paghahanap ng right vaccine for us? Like, do you expect na magkakaroon ng changes how the government treats certain countries for the vaccine para magkakaroon ba ng uh, government-to-government negotiations or something? Well, definitely may mga negotiations na ongoing na. Um, our diplomats are abroad are talking to uh, vaccine developers developers already. Any country that will be able to deliver on supplying Filipinos a vaccine and prioritizing them will be a huge boost to relations. Especially right now where um, you have President Duterte and, and DFA Secretary Theodore Luxon Jr. saying that, you know, a vaccine should be made a public good. They always make it a point to um, reiterate that in, in any fora that they're speaking in that vaccines should be available to everybody and of course the country that delivers on that will definitely be uh, a, a very very good partner for the philippines and, and and we won't forget i don't think even um you and i let's say as as normal citizens would forget which country mm-hmm. gave you a vaccine right oh. At the same time, no, parang dito mo makikita kung sino talaga yung uh, mm-hmm. country na may friend relations of Pilipinas. No? Parang ako, I can't imagine bibigyan tayo ng vaccine na mga inaaway natin on, a, on, a, on a, the international stage. Except for China, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, well, no. oh, priority na. So, in the meantime, since medyo matagal pa nga na we can expect a vaccine, uh, what are the top, siguro at least top three things that the government should focus on now? Ngayon wala pa vaccine, pero like I'm talking about in terms of the response, ano yung dapat tutukan mo na nila? Um, well, things that we've already been doing, which we should keep improving on, which is one, our response to the virus itself in terms of testing and, and uh, tracing and treating and then making sure that people don't get sick because we're also opening the economy um, more now. That's one thing. To still pay attention to our response to the virus itself and to keep it under control. And then also to pay attention to the preparations needed for a vaccine once it becomes effective. Um, and we go back to you know budget, whether or not there will be enough money to really make the necessary preparations um, both in the short term, which is acquiring supplies and everything, to the long term, which would be to put up our own vaccine and research firm. So on that note, let's make sure to follow this developments and also your future developments na mangyayari in terms of the vaccine and the coronavirus response. Because at this point, 
tama ba sa na importante rin talaga na the government focuses on immediate important things na will improve the coronavirus situation in the short term no kasi if we focus too much on the vaccine baka pag dumating na yung vaccine ang lalala na sitwasyon sa Pilipinas cannot be anymore addressed via vaccine no yeah and at the same time um i i remember i mean this is something also that uh even the DOH acknowledges and a lot of and the WHO acknowledges as well that once you have an effective vaccine in the market the first one won't end the pandemic you'll still be wearing your masks we'll still be having to uh practice physical distancing even for months probably even after the first vaccine is available because it will take um a long it will take a considerable amount of time to actually ensure that enough people have been vaccinated for you to kind of um i'd say you know breathe a sigh of relief yeah so far i'm talking to you right now it's both like very enlightening because there's hope for a vaccine because gumagana yung Mm, uh, really oh, and at the same time, andan yung antagal pa pala niya. So parang, kahit parang, I can't imagine even 2021, we're coming to election season na rin na may pandemic mm-hmm. pa. So but at least we know what's happening now. Thank you, Sofia, for joining me today and for giving us updates on this important development. Siguro, in about a few months after this, we'll get back to you to ask again, ano na nangyayari sa vaccines sa sitwasyon sa Pilipinas? Thank you for having me, Judah. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to social content and events, join Rapper Plus, plus with community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. You can sign up by visiting rapper.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, you can email us at investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Judas Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.